0: Welcome to the MBA Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Startup Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Um, today, I have with me Marlo Abram- Abramowitz, who is a MBA student in the class of 2021 at the Tepper School of Business. Uh, She's also the president of the Tepper Business and Technology Club. Uh, and it's for this reason why I have Marlo here, because we're going to talk about product management interviewing, particularly for the product management internships. Marlo was able to do a product management internship this past summer and therefore went through the interviewing process. So she's going to talk about it from her experience, but as the president of the Uh, Tepper Business and Tech Club. And this is something that she certainly thinks a lot about because many of her club members are going through this process right now or about to go through this process right now. So I'm sure she's got a great perspective on this. First off, Marlo, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for joining me. Before we dive too far into interviewing and product management, internship interviewing, could you talk a little bit about what did you do before business school and why did you choose to go in the first place?
1: Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me here tonight. Really appreciate it. I'm excited about talking to you and um, talking to everyone that's listening. Yeah. Before business school, I spent around seven years as an engineer. Started out in not, I've sort of done a career pivot already. I started out in working for Raytheon, which was not civil engineering, even though I have a civil engineering degree. And so pivoted once into going back into civil engineering, which was um, what I spent the most majority of the time doing. Working for a consulting company, working Majority with clients, municipal clients, designing infrastructure like roads, intersections, trails, bike lanes. Um, I also got into project management, which I was the main person facilitating that relationship between clients um, and then the firm and bringing back what the client wanted uh, back to our engineering team. As well, and then I also got interested in marketing, um, creating proposals, which was really fun. It was creative, but also strategic, figuring out what the client wanted and putting together that proposal. And so I really enjoyed it. It was not a bad job, and that's not the reason I went to business school. But I knew that there was really more out there for me, and something that was better fitting, where also where I could accelerate my career growth. The civil engineering industry isn't super well known for really rocket shipping your career. I had some aspirations beyond that. I also enjoyed more of the business side. And in civil engineering, like I said, it takes a long time to get to a position where you would be doing that. And so I really wanted something to help me accelerate. And then in addition, I just love learning and always knew I wanted a graduate degree. And the MBA was really something that I knew I could apply broadly because I didn't know what I wanted to do next. So I I really was excited to take on a new, new position as well as going back to school and learning a lot.
0: That's great. So it sounds like you did get some diverse experiences before business school, which I think is really great. But I'm just curious to know from your perspective, what eventually, as I said in the beginning, you ended up pursuing an internship in product management. But can you talk to me a little bit about how you developed an interest in product management? Did you know going into business school that was the thing you wanted to do? Did you figure it out during that first semester or those first two quarters when you had time to explore? Can you just talk to me a little bit more about how your interest in product management kind of came about?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I didn't know that I wanted to do product management coming into business school at the beginning. And I think what I wrote in my application was more geared towards consulting, as with I'm sure the majority of students going in to get their MBA. And because I didn't know what I wanted, and that seemed like something I could do just because I came from kind of consult not management consulting, but engineering consulting. So it seemed like it was something I wanted to do. So it definitely took a while once I started school to figure out what I wanted to do. Being involved in the uh, B&T club, I think, initially with watching my second years and seeing what kind of positions they held, how their internships were slowly turned into full-on recruiting for tech. I didn't recruit for consulting at all once I realized what I wanted. So the, the PM position was a draw for a couple of reasons. The first was that it seemed really interesting, something that would always be variable in the tech industry specifically. There's a lot going on. Things change, which is cool. And then also it seemed really challenging, which I'm always up for a challenge, not only the job itself, but getting the job. It seems like something that would take a lot of work. And so I was up to that and seemed like a cool way to pursue. And even if I didn't end up in that route, at least I tried. And then it also seemed really aligning with the skills that I touched on before working with clients. I didn't have a good that I was selling to them, but I had a service and I had to understand what they needed and bring that back to my engineering team to put together the plans, design it, and bring it to them. And then also working across different disciplines with people that I didn't directly manage. That was another skill that I could bring to it. I had a lot of engineers on my team, but I had no power over them. And I had to convince them to work on my project over someone else's. And then another side of it, I was really interested in B2B product management because I worked with government clients, but and they were our customers per se, but They weren't actually the ones using the roads I was building. They were. They were one person maybe on it, but they weren't necessarily riding the bikes on those bike lanes. So I had to consider both who we were trying to sell our services to, but also the ultimate community member that was the end user of it. And then lastly, the last thing that really got me excited about product management was participating in the technology innovation challenge that Tepper puts on every year. It was a hands-on experience. It's like a case competition. but specifically for tech. And so I signed up just on a whim with a team. We got to put together basically a pitch for a new product with a conversational user interface product. And it was so awesome. And that really clicked for me seeing like, I enjoyed this entire process. And this is very similar to what I would do in a real job as a product manager. And so I was really excited um, to pursue it from that point for going forward.
0: That's great. Thanks for sharing that. And I love how you were able to talk about how you really pulled out and identified the parts of product management that were most interesting to you. So I certainly get the part about the innovation challenge that makes a lot of sense. But in terms of discovering kind of this path, what were the things that you did to really help you get to a point where you were confident that this is the right path for me? I I'm sure you know a little bit about your experiences, but I'm sure it took a little bit of digging. But like, how did this kind of exploration really pan out for you? Or what were the most impactful avenues that really helped you really feel confident that this was the path for you?
1: Yeah, I think probably not until I got a job offer. that Fair I, enough. Okay, yeah. this, this, I feel like can I can have some confidence that I could actually do this. Because yeah, up until that point, you just fake it till you make it. You say, yeah. I'm going after PM positions. I'm gonna apply to them. I'm gonna interview for them. And you're, and some companies were definitely more open to having people that did not have the experience. I had an interview that they, I thought it went okay, but the, I guess their feedback was they wanted someone with more PM experience. And I was like, then why'd you even interview me? I obviously don't have right. that. So yeah. that was frustrating, but otherwise, like getting to that point where they're recognizing that that I had the skills. I could talk the lingo in the interviews. I could pull out ideas and that kind of goes into the casing within the interviews, like those kind of things. I started to be able to talk about it. I was able to read stuff online and really feel like I could translate that and feel like I could internalize it and then also repeat it out during that time, which was really exciting to see that really come into play. And I think after my internship as well, coming back to school, I feel like I learned so much that I could actually feel like I was a product manager and not just a wannabe product manager.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. One of the things that you said that I thought was interesting, and I know it to be true, but I would love to hear you talk a little bit more about it is that one of the things that attracted you to this is that you realized it was going to be a hard interviewing process. And I think that's definitely true. And I'm sure there's people out there listening who definitely agree with you, but could you talk to us a little bit more about that interview process and also just like the prep that kind of goes into that could you share a little bit more about what that's skin and also maybe why you think why is it so hard
1: yeah i think the first part not only the interview process but since it is a, such a popular position i think that also goes into the challenge of it there's so many people applying for it so that's the first challenging thing and then the second is how they actually test you in the interview so I think it's both an opportunity and a unique thing about it, but then also the challenge is that in the interview, actually solving problems and not just talking about your past experiences, like behavioral interviews that some career routes, maybe just focus on the behavioral interviews, but I really liked it, but it was also a challenge is understanding how to solve it and really leverage the different answers that you could give. And I think if you don't actually enjoy this type of interviews then maybe you're not going to enjoy being a PM, which is a good way to you know assess it out when you're doing it. To understand if you like this kind of interview it's still an interview so you don't have to love it but it's a little bit more fun and so yeah during this process i did a lot to prepare for it again going back to bnt my second years last year were awesome and putting together programming specifically we had case workshops i think we had four of them over a two-month time frame i really walk through each of the steps that you have to take you know those were like the i think four or five different main um, topics of cases too and there's there was more beyond that, which is even more a little bit overwhelming to try to understand the different questions that they could ask you. And then during winter break is really when I got into preparing. I spent two weeks straight just sitting at my kitchen table with the I had I think I had four different types of prepare preparation books, one on math on questions, one on marketing questions. I was crazy, <laughs> but I'd start for me, what worked best was practicing alone actually, and going through the practice problems and writing out my steps and then using that to then practice more. And then after that, I felt comfortable practicing together. I think a lot of other people like to just jump into practicing with other people, which is great, but I definitely felt like my success was getting it down by myself and then going and practicing with others. But yeah, it was a long process, but I, I think thank goodness for long winter breaks in your first year. And because I spent the majority of it working on this.
0: Yeah, I'm curious, because you put so much effort into it. And particularly at first, when you mentioned like you were doing it alone, how did you know you were making progress? Or like, how did you like, how were you able to tell like, Oh, like, I'm doing better than I was before? What did that look like?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I probably didn't (laughs) necessarily (laughs) know that I was getting better. I think the way I did it, was that I could at least do it without having to look at a framework or anything. So maybe it wasn't the right answer. And that's something also that I wanted to touch on is that there is no right answer in these interviews, which makes it fun, is that you don't have to give them one answer. And so I think that kind of plays into the practice. There was no right answer, but as long as I could remember how to answer the question, thinking about the users moving on and using that larger framework, but not sticking to it too hard and without having to reference my notes. That's how I measured my success. But yeah, once I got together and practicing with other people, I think that's where I really saw being able to make uh, tweaks to what I was doing.
0: Sure, sure. So you made it through winter break, you come back. Could you talk a little bit about what your kind of interviewing season you know, was like in terms of how, when did it start? How long did it go for? All those sure. important questions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I think I started applying starting in October, November. I'm one of those people that it opens up. I got to get it in the first stages for no reason. I uh, just, that's definitely changed my second year become more of a procrastinator, but enough. So definitely started early on the applications and like in tech, it, the applications probably started in October at the beginning, but they ran through January, February, depending on the company. So continuously just checked on what's open, reach out to people if I needed to um, before submitting it, changed my resume specifically for each company and whatnot. And then I didn't start interviewing. I had one in December, I think, but for the majority, it was mid-January to mid-February. It was like one month of super intense interviewing. I think some weeks I had maybe four or five interviews. Like some companies had multiple interviews, but it was exhausting. I'd be on campus until like 10 p.m. just interviewing, especially because it was all West Coast companies. So that was pretty rough. But And then most of them were virtual, which was nice. This year, everything's virtual, so that didn't change much. But I did get to fly out to two of them, which was really cool to be able to experience that get to be you know treated like a high roller <laughs> yeah. while in school <laughs> so that was nice but most for the most part they were in uh, they were virtual interviews and then i think i decided right before spring break on tableau obviously that's where i ended up but i yeah i was deciding between a couple at the very end and was able to make that decision before spring break and, and fully enjoy spring break before everything got locked down this is right when i got back
0: <laughs> yeah For sure. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. I'm just as a follow up to that. You mentioned, particularly, I think maybe in January and February, you were interviewing with multiple companies. Sometimes they have multiple rounds. You probably assume in some cases you were at one stage with one company, maybe at another stage with another. Certainly, you also obviously still have that thing called class and all those other things. I am just curious how did not only just how did you navigate that all, but like how did you go from being like, okay, not only did I do this interview, but also what did I learn from it? Or what am I taking away from it? Did that just, if we're actually going to equate this to product management, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you bake that user feedback into the next release? Like, how did you take some of those inputs from what you did, the good things and maybe not so good things, and then either practice more or think about it more or just make sense of it so that you got better on the next one or maybe you did it differently on the next one or something like that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think... Definitely just using, I never intended to do this, but using the interviews as practice were great. And that worked out for me because the companies that I was more excited about for the most part, some of them were early on, but for the most part, the ones I wasn't most excited about came at the end, which worked out for me because I could use all the other ones as practice getting to that point. But yeah, it's hard. That's a hard thing because most, some companies will give you feedback, but sure. some of them also will be, won't be will give you feedback, which I think is silly, but I, they have their reasons, which is fine. But yeah, I think uh, that's a good question. I think that's something looking back at it, I probably would have figured out a better way to, to get better, reflect better on it. But I definitely got better, I think, just practicing interview after interview within using them as practice, I think is where I grew a lot, but I I definitely looking back, I would have spent more time reflecting on them and trying to figure out what, what I could have improved on better.
0: Yeah, no. And so for me, what I've done in the past is that once I finish, like right away, I'll put down whatever comes top of mind, just my thoughts, just mm-hmm. so I don't lose just so I don't lose them. And then later on, I can go back and revisit them. And you're right, sometimes you don't get external feedback. But just even if you do a bad job, if you do, if you botch something like you, a lot of times you, you'll because you have one of those moments when you're a crap, and so I try to do that to catch when those things happen. Or if you feel like you did well, sometimes you can feel that. And so I think part of it is, or what I encourage people if they can, at the very minimum, just a couple notes down. Some people do. I've seen people do a little bit more structured things, which I think if you can do that, great, like good for you. But it, it is challenging, I know. But I also too, to your point, I think that it does give you. I think feedback loops can be helpful to improving in terms of being able to to do something figure out what worked what didn't work and then do it or incorporate it into the whatever you end up doing next and so i'm just always curious to know if other people found other ways to do that but yeah definitely clicked.
1: yeah i think for me now that you're saying all that it's coming back to me <laughs> for good or worse but yeah i think the ones that definitely i felt coming out of it that I know I didn't do well is when I didn't connect with the person, which mm, you know yeah. could have been a good thing that I didn't connect with them. And if I would have worked there, that probably wouldn't have been enjoyable. So I think that was what stood out, and I think that enough was feedback, knowing that I need to maybe I need to put more effort in trying to connect with them if I really like the company or the position. But if not, then that probably worked out for the better.
0: Yeah, and just on that topic of interviews and just sometimes them being different, I'm just curious: were there any? either types of interviews or types of questions that like you really enjoyed and or were there other ones that maybe were a little bit harder or did it just, were you just, just like, uh, an interview is an interview and just kind of yeah. get through it?
1: I'm not sure on the better ones. I know one of the worst ones, which I hate when companies do is like, what are your weaknesses? And I'm like, I can't believe they were asking me that. I thought that was a question that was no one asked anymore. (laughs) And then I had to think of things on the fly because I hadn't prepared that because I, I thought that wasn't really a question people asked anymore. But I think on the ones I enjoyed, I think it was more conversational and they actually got into asking me not the standard. They weren't reading off a script by any means. And that was something that stood out about Tableau too. I think one of the people I interviewed with who was a a director or something, something like that. He was just really curious about my background, what I had worked on. And we had a conversation and none of it felt like an interview. I think Mm -hmm. that's the most, the best kind of interview. And I really enjoyed those.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So just as a follow up to all this, so obviously you had your internship experience and it sounds like it went well. I'm just curious, knowing, having gone through that internship, can you connect the dots at all in terms of knowing how much prep work that you did for these interviews. Did that translate at all to like the actual like internship? Was it helpful? Can you, does it make sense as to why they ask the questions that they ask just mm-hmm. having had that actual internship experience?
1: Yeah, that's, that is a good question. I don't know if I've reflected back on that as as much. But yeah, I think in general, the problem solving aspect totally makes sense. And I think maybe specific questions you would eventually get into as a product manager like market sizing obviously i don't think i didn't do that as much in my internship but i think that definitely applies and then asking some you come in one day and the metrics are down what do you do i didn't specifically experience that but actually in my other job that i had more recently a couple months ago we experienced that and i think it was in a startup and that's real that's reality you come in And they're like, people aren't signing up. What's wrong? (laughs) How do we fix this? So that one was actually something that clicked. And I was like, Hey, that's like a question they ask you in the interview, which totally makes sense. So yeah, I think there are some kind of questions that, that do click. Well, I think there's some ones that they might ask you, like design this for this random thing that maybe don't make as make sense. The parts of it that you have to think about your user and all that. I, I think it does actually translate pretty well.
0: Yeah. For sure. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is because you are president of the Tepper Business and Technology Club, would also just love to get your perspective, because in the last year, you went through a lot of the programming from the club, but now you're in charge of it, but you also get a vantage point into what students are going through, particularly first years at the moment, would just be curious to note now being maybe on the other side of it, or seeing it from a different perspective. What are some of the common challenges, in particular, we'll start with maybe with first years, what are some of the challenges that they're coming to you for help with or they're coming to you for advice on?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I, so I worked on um, the casing workshops this year from the other side and held some with some first years, helping them through some problems. And some things I think that stand out, and I probably had the same problem is following the frameworks too closely. Once you get going, they're just there in the back of your mind, but you don't need to follow them. And really being able to be flexible is really important because no interview wants you to sit down and walk through this is the first step I'm going to do and then I'll do this they're not going to enjoy you in that interview and not really see that you can think on your feet and rather you're just memorizing a framework so I think that's something that really becomes a challenge but I think as more people practice they'll really understand how to be more flexible and then real life problems don't follow a framework going back to your question about what what's the actual role like they don't, they might follow a problem solving idea, but they're all going to be different and you have to be flexible and solve it, not using a specific framework. And then another thing that I think some people fall into is not asking good questions and that kind of throughout the whole case or outside the casing part, whether it's in the behaviorals or at the end of the interview, I think not asking those good questions is something that People forget about as well, showing not only being interested, but showing that you also know about the company, about technology, whatever. It's another opportunity for you to show them that you're the right person for the job is when you can ask good questions. So that's you know, something that also gets overlooked
0: a lot. Yeah. And I love that last point that you made. It's not just to um, kill time. Like it really is a chance. It's airtime for you to put your best foot forward. And so uh, the better and more thoughtful questions that you you can put forward, I think the better off you're going to put yourself in a good position, but I think sometimes it gets overlooked. So I think that's a really good, really good insight. Maybe, maybe last question here, Marla, thank you so much again for joining and for sharing a little bit about your experience and talking all about product management interviews for summer internships. Uh, Maybe it's just parting words. What advice do you have for MBA students out there um, who do, who are interviewing for product management interviews right now?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think I'd start out with most importantly is don't compare yourself to others. Everyone's going to be in a different part of the process, whether they already have an internship from a conference or early interviewing, or they are in the middle of interviewing now, or they're going to be in interviewing for startups in the spring. Don't compare yourself to others because you'll just get down for no reason, but really just keep going after what your own path is. And then also in the interview, just be yourself and really try to make a connection with the interviewer. There's going to be so many students applying with the same background from various MBA schools, but they really need to figure out why you're the best person for the job. And a lot of that comes down to having that connection and understanding that you're going to be able to work with them. Specifically if you're, you know, interviewing with the your actual manager potentially, they want to see that you would be able to work with them. And then lastly, find the company that really makes you excited and make, you're the best fit for. Don't fall into the trap of just going after the big companies or the the ones that will give you the most money. I think it really that's not going to where you're going to be end up happy in the end. So really find a time that makes that company and that kind of goes back to not comparing yourself to other make yourself really successful by finding the right position and fit for you and not not what works for somebody else
0: i think that's all great advice marlo thank you so much for joining today um and for sharing your experience with the product management internship interview process and your advice on product management interviews really appreciate you jumping on today
1: yeah thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it
0: hi everyone